On today's episode of Faith and Focus, we're going to continue our reading of Andrew Murray's book, Abide in Christ. This chapter is chapter 6, and it is entitled, God Himself Has United You to Him. And as always, there will be discussion questions at the end of the chapter. The discussion questions will also be in the show notes. You can follow on Facebook and join the discussion there, or join the discussion on YouTube as well. I hope you enjoy this chapter. If you've been a listener of Faith and Focus for a while, I would encourage you to become a supporter of the ministry by becoming a monthly donor. Your generous donations allow me to continue working within faith and recording new content. You can find a link to my donation page in the show notes for this episode. Thank you. Chapter 6 God himself has united you to him. But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. 1 Corinthians 1.30 My father is the vine dresser. John 15.1 You are in Christ Jesus. The believers at Corinth were still weak and carnal, only babes in Christ, and yet Paul wants them at the outset of his teaching to know distinctly that they are in Christ Jesus. The whole Christian life depends on the clear consciousness of our position in Christ. Most essential to the abiding in Christ is the daily renewal of our faith's assurance, I am in Christ Jesus. All fruitful preaching to believers must take this as its starting point. You are in Christ Jesus. But the apostle has an additional thought of almost greater importance. Of him, God, you are in Christ Jesus. He would have us not only remember our union to Christ, but especially that it is not our own doing, but the work of God himself. As the Holy Spirit teaches us to realize this, we shall see what a source of assurance and strength it must become to us. If it is of God alone that I am in Christ, then God himself, the infinite one, becomes my security for all I can need or wish in seeking to abide in Christ. Let me try to understand what it means, this wonderful of God in Christ. In becoming partakers of the union with Christ, there is a work God does and a work we have to do. God does his work by moving us to do our work. The work of God is hidden and silent, but what we do is something distinct and tangible. Conversion and faith, prayer and obedience are conscious acts of which we can give a clear account, while the spiritual quickening and strengthening that comes from above are secret and beyond the reach of human sight. And so it comes that when the believer tries to say, I am in Christ Jesus, he looks more to the work he did than to the wondrous secret work of God by which he was united to Christ. Nor can it well be otherwise at the commencement of the Christian course. I know that I have believed is a valid testimony, but it is of great consequence that the mind should be led to see that at the back of our turning, believing and accepting of Christ, there was God's almighty power doing its work, inspiring our will, 
taking possession of us and carrying out its own purpose of love in planting us into Christ Jesus. As the believer enters into this, the divine side of the work of salvation, he will learn to praise and to worship with new exaltation and to rejoice more than ever in the divineness of that salvation he has been made a partaker of. At each step he reviews, the song will come, this is the Lord's doing. Divine omnipotence working out what eternal love has devised. Of God, I am in Christ Jesus. The words will lead him even further and higher, even to the depths of eternity, whom he predestined, those he also called. Romans 8.30 The calling in time is the manifestation of the purpose in eternity. Before the world was, God had fixed the eye of his sovereign love on you in the election of grace and had chosen you in Christ. That you know yourself to be in Christ is the stepping stone by which you rise to understand in its full meaning the word of God, I am in Christ Jesus. With the prophet, your language will be, the Lord has appeared of old to me saying, yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. Jeremiah 31, 3. And you will recognize your own salvation as a part of that mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. Ephesians 1, 9. And join with the whole body of believers in Christ, as these say, In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him, who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Ephesians 1, 11. Nothing will more exalt free grace and make man bow very low before it than this knowledge of the mystery of God in Christ. It is easy to see what a mighty influence it must exert on the believer who seeks to abide in Christ. What a sure standing ground it gives him as he rests his right to Christ and all his fullness on nothing less than the Father's own purpose and work. We have thought of Christ as the vine and the believer as the branch, but let us not forget that other precious word, my father is the vine dresser. The Savior said, every plant which my heavenly father has not planted will be uprooted, Matthew fifteen thirteen. But every branch grafted by him in the true vine shall never be plucked out of his hand. As it was the father to whom Christ owed all he was and in whom he had all his strength and his life as the vine, so too the Father, the believer, owes his place and his security in Christ. The same love and delight with which the Father watched over the beloved Son himself watch over every member of his body, everyone who is in Christ Jesus. What confident trust this faith inspires, not only as to the being kept in safety to the end, but especially as to the being able to fulfill in every point the object for which I have been united to Christ. The branch is as much in the charge and keeping of the vine dresser as the vine. His honor as much concerned in the well-being and growth of the branch as of the vine. The God who chose Christ to be the vine fitted him thoroughly for the work he had as vine to perform. The God who has chosen me and planted me in Christ has thereby engaged to secure if I will but let him, by yielding myself to him, that I in every way be worthy of Jesus Christ. 
Oh, that I did but fully realize this. What confidence and urgency it would give to my prayer to the God and Father of Jesus Christ. How it would quicken the sense of dependence and make me see that praying without ceasing is indeed the one need of my life. An unceasing waiting, moment by moment, on the God who has united me to Christ, to perfect his own divine work, to work in me both to will and to do his good pleasure. And what a motive this would be for the highest activity in the maintenance of a fruitful branch life. Motives are mighty powers, and it is of an infinite importance to have them high and clear. Here surely is the highest. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Ephesians 2.10 Grafted by him into Christ unto the bringing forth of much fruit. Whatever God creates is exquisitely suited for its purpose. He created the sun to give light, how perfectly it does its work. He created the eye to see, how beautifully it fulfills its object. He created the new man unto good works, how admirably it is fitted for its purpose. Of God I am in Christ, created anew, made a branch of the vine, prepared for fruit bearing. God desires that believers would cease looking most at their old nature and complaining of their weakness, as if God called them to do what they were unprepared for. He desires that they would believingly and joyfully accept the wondrous revelation of how God, in uniting them to Christ, has made himself responsible for their spiritual growth and fruitfulness. How all sickly hesitancy and apathy would disappear, and under the influence of this mighty motive, the faith in the faithfulness of him of whom they are in Christ, their whole nature would rise to accept and fulfill their glorious destiny. O my soul, yield yourself to the mighty influence of this word. Of God you are in Christ Jesus. It is the same God of whom Christ is made all that he is for us, of whom we also are in Christ and will most surely be made what we must be to him. Take time to meditate and to worship until the light that comes from the throne of God has shown into you and you have seen your union to Christ as indeed the work of his almighty father. Take time day after day and let in your whole religious life with all it has of claims and duties of needs and wishes, God be everything. See Jesus as he speaks to you abide in me pointing upward and saying, my father is the vine dresser of him. You are in me through him. You abide in me and to him and to his glory shall be the fruit you bear. And let your answer be, Amen, Lord, so be it. From eternity, Christ and I were ordained for each other. Inseparably, we belong to each other. It is God's will that I shall abide in Christ. It is of God I am in Christ Jesus. Questions for further thought. 1. What does it mean to you personally that it is of God that you are in Christ? That it is God who has united you to Christ and to himself. 2. Read Ephesians 2.10. For what purpose has the Father united you to Christ and to himself? 
What steps will you take to live out that purpose? Three, what does God desire you to look away from and to look at in order that you can live out your destiny as one who he has united to Christ? While Faith and Focus is a ministry of and faith, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of in faith as a mission. <laughs>